Hello, and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 24th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. So we've got a quick one this week, just a couple of new uh, fight announcements to talk about. Uh, next week, there will be a UFC show in Stockholm, Sweden. We'll have a couple of fights to talk about then. And, of course, uh, next week as well will be uh, the WWE's uh, NXT TakeOver show, which will um, uh, feature uh, Shayna Baszler defending uh, the NXT women's title against Io Shirai. And that should be a barn burner. And if you're wondering, do these shows cross over? No, the UFC show is in Sweden, so it's actually in the afternoon. Okay, and the UF, the um, WWE show, NXT show is in the evening. Okay, got a couple of new fight announcements. Um, Rafael Mourinho of Combat reported uh, the other day that uh, Vivi- Viviani Araujo, Araujo, I think is how it's pronounced, versus Alexis Davis has been added to UFC 240 July 27th at Rogers Place in Edmonton. Now, Viviani confirmed the news with an Instagram post of her signing the bout agreement. Uh, that You can see that up on my blog. Now, this fight will be at flyweight. Viviani is 32 years old from Brasilia, Brazil. Her record is 7-1. Now, she made her UFC debut la- a couple of weeks ago in Brazil with a third-round TKO over Talita Bernardo. Now, not only did Viviani come in on short notice, but the fight was at bantamweight, and Viviani is a strawweight. So, now I wasn't particularly surprised that she did that because Talita is god-awful. She's so bad. And it's like, uh, you could, I mean, you can see, if you watch the, uh, the videos up on my blog, you can see that Talita just can't compete with her. She's so slow. So, she did get a KO, anyway. And, and, of course, I had seen Tal- um, uh, Viviani before because uh, she had fought for Pancrase in Japan, and she beat Emi Fujino in less than a minute. She basically, she basically you know, beat up her eye, and it was over in, like, less than a minute. Okay? Now, Viviani said afterwards that she planned to move back down to strawweight, but instead, she is fighting at flyweight. Okay. Now, Alexis is 34 years old from Port Colborne, Ontario, but she trains at Caesar Gracie in Lodi, California. Her record is 19 and 9. She once got a UFC bantamweight title shot. Now, since returning from pregnancy, Alexis is 1 and 2 at flyweight. Now, the last time we saw Alexis, she lost to Jennifer Maya. Uh, I think it was last year in March. A fighter she should have beaten. Okay, Alexa's biggest problem uh, is poor decisions during fights. She, in this particular fight with Jennifer Maya, uh, for two of the three rounds, she chose to spar with a boxer instead of using her ground skills to win. If she had, if she had taken down Jennifer in all three rounds, she would have won that fight. But she didn't do that. So she has the skills to be a winning fighter because Alexa's been around a long time. Okay, but I don't know if she what it is with her fight IQ, but I've seen this from her, especially recently. She just seems to um, fight her opponent's style, which I don't agree she should do. She should fight her own style. Anyways, she'll have to be on her toes because Viviani is very aggressive and she wants to finish fights. 
So we've already seen that a size disadvantage means nothing to her. Okay, the other new uh, fight, which uh, I'm not going to write about on the blog, was announced on Wednesday um, at Bellator 222, um, which is uh, June 14th at Madison Square Garden. And it is Rena, or as they're calling her in the poster, Rena Kubota, which is her full name, versus Lindsay Van Zant. And this fight will be at Strawweight. So that's kind of interesting. I'll explain that in a minute. First of all, I am aware that some of you may not know who Rina is. So Rina is a big deal in Japan, but not for MMA. Okay? She's 27 years old. Uh, she's uh, from, uh, she's from uh, Osaka. Okay? Though she trains now at the Caesar Gym uh, and also AACC in Tokyo. Okay? Now... In Japan, Rena is more celebrity than fighter because of her sex appeal. And of course, we've seen this before in MMA. This is nothing new. You know, look at Paige Van Zandt, right? She's supposed to be a fighter, but, you know, instead she's doing uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition and all that kind of stuff as well. Look, I don't have a problem with that kind of stuff. Honestly, it's, it's all part of the business. But... The problem that Rena has is her specialty is something called shoot boxing. Okay? All right. Now, if you follow the Japanese scene, you'll know what shoot boxing is. If you don't follow the Japanese scene, you're going to go, what the heck is shoot boxing? All right? Well, shoot boxing is kind of a hybrid sport. It was, I mentioned the Caesar Gym. The guy who owns that gym created shoot boxing. His name is Takeshi Caesar. Okay, so what it is, it's kind of a mix of kickboxing. It's mostly kickboxing, but you can also do um, uh, standing uh, jujitsu and stuff like that. It's kind of weird. They call it standing veil tudo or something like that. And there's no takedowns. So if somebody scores a takedown, they get stood up immediately. There's no continuation. You know, mostly it's kickboxing. The, 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 um, the um, standing submissions are not something you see very often. Anyways, Rena is very good at shootboxing. So she became a big star as a shootboxer. But, you know, it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just uh, the, uh, her fighting ability. It's her sex appeal. Okay, so she became kind of a celebrity. Okay, more than a fighter. Now, I've seen her do kickboxing, and she's actually pretty good at it. So she could do kickboxing if she wanted to. But, I mean, she said in interviews for several years that she didn't want to get into MMA. She wasn't interested in it. But finally, she got talked into doing it by Ryzen owner Nobuyuki Sakakabara. All right? And so, uh, you know, he's not an idiot. He knows that you know, she can be a huge star, you know, if she's good. But, you know, so for a while, they gave her kind of eh, mediocre opponents, and she was winning her fights, uh, her MMA fights. And mostly she was using this with the kickboxing skills that she uses, you know, as part of shootboxing, all right? Where she ran into problem, now her record is eight and two, 
So she had like seven straight wins, you know, against all kinds of fighters. They would bring in fighters uh, from um, the U.S. and other places like that. Uh, but finally, it came down to the um, Ryzen Adam Weight uh, tournament and the finals. So the finals of the tournament was Rina versus Kana Asakura. Okay, so what happened there is Kana won the first fight, which was in December 2017, with a uh, sleeper choke, a round one sleeper choke. Rina went to sleep in like seconds, all right? So they gave her a rematch, which she actually was in July 2018. And, you know, the fight went the distance, but it told us once and for all that Rina is not very good at MMA, okay? Because Kana uh, has probably improved more than any other MMA fighter in Japan. And now that doesn't mean she's perfect because obviously she lost to Ayaka Hamasaki. Now, Kana in that fight totally outclassed Rina, all right? It went the distance, and I actually think it was a good thing because it showed once and for all that Rina just isn't quick enough for someone like Kana, and it would be worse if it was Ayaka, all right? Now, she'd never fight Ayaka because she actually trains, she trains at AACC, so Ayaka is her trainer, okay? So, you know, Rina would never fight her anyway. Now then, um, now what she did after that fight is she went home to Osaka, and she considered retirement, but uh, then she decided that she missed going to the gym and working out and all of that stuff. So she decided to return, okay? So she was supposed to fight uh, a French fighter named Jean, Jean Francois, oh, Samantha Jean Francois, that's her name, uh, in December. But what happened was Rena got sick and she ended up in the hospital and there's the weight cut. So now what they're doing is they're having Rena fight at straw weight instead of atom weight. Okay, so this is where it gets, it gets interesting. She returned in April and she beat this same fighter, Samantha Jean Francois. And now she's going to make her US debut against a fighter named Lindsay Van Zant. Now, we, uh, uh, now uh, one of the reasons Bellator is doing this fight is because they want to show fans that they have a working relationship with Ryzen. Uh, Kyoji Horiguchi is on this same show, right? So, uh, you know, you might see more crossover than that. So it's kind of funny that Kanako Murata, who's also a Ryzen fighter, is actually fighting for Invicta. So, but I think, I, I'm not exactly sure why she's not in Bellator, okay? Anyway, so the point is, is that her opponent here, Lindsay Van Zandt, is somebody that uh, we've seen in Invicta. Her record is eight. Her record is five and one. And um, the only thing is, all her fights have been in atom weight. Okay, so this will be her first fight at straw weight. So that makes me think that Rena is going to have a pretty significant size advantage. Okay, and, and uh, I think that's quite possible because, um, you know, she's fought at strawweight before. And so that gives a, a, a big advantage to Rena. Uh, you know, it depends what Lindsay does with her. If Lindsay takes her to the ground and can get on top of her, uh, she can win that fight because Rena is awful on the ground, 
Okay, she has no ground skills. We saw that against Kana Asakura. She has nothing on the ground. On the other hand, if Rina can turn it into a kickboxing match, she should win. Okay, but you know, like I said, the thing with her, the thing, I, I thought she might retire after the loss to Kana, and it's not the first time she's threatened to retire. There's one time I think she lost a shootboxing match, and she threatened to retire after that too, but eh, she always seems to return. And you know, the thing about Rena is she's attractive enough that she could go into TV and be a, a broadcaster or a personality of some sort. She doesn't need to fight to make a living. She's got the looks. She could be, uh, you know, a personality and a celebrity in Japan. But, you know, sometimes you get that itch and you got to fight. But I don't believe she's any damn good at MMA is the bottom line. All right. And so it would not surprise me if Lindsay wins fairly easily because she's okay at MMA, which means she's better at it than Rena. But again, if, if Rena can turn it into a kickboxing match, she has a good chance to win because she actually has some power, some punching power. Okay. And, and, uh, you know, I've seen her win, shoot boxing matches with body shots. So she does have power. Her problem is she's never going to be good enough on the ground. And really, her problem can't be fixed. It's just, she just lacks overall quickness. You know, so she's, so if Lindsay can take her down and outmaneuver her, then she'll, uh, then she'll be able to beat her. Anyway, that's it for today. Uh, Probably won't return until uh, next Friday unless there's something else, a bunch of other stuff going on, uh, because that's uh, going to have the preview for the uh, UFC Stockholm show and also uh, uh, NXT TakeOver. Um, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can uh, leave them at Anchor's voicemail. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later.